Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to be back in action once again. I got my partner in crime, Old Bed, in the building, of course. How's it going, sir? Hootie hoo, that's the call for the crew. <laughs> well, that's what I feel you, homie. We got a couple uh, uh, returning guests this week. Um, of course, so we have, we've got Chris back, hailing from Philly. How's it going, man? I'm uh, feeling the city of brotherly love, my friend. Brotherly love. I got you, got you. And another returning guest who hasn't been on in a while, but we welcome him back with warm embrace. My boy Dave hailing out from uh, sunny Florida. What's going on with you, homie? Yeah, yeah, life is good, man. Let's get this show popping. There's a lot on the dock. All right, let's get it. Let's get it rolling, folks. Let's get right into it. Hey, really quick, guys, before we kind of get into what we had planned out here, I don't know if you guys saw, there was some breaking news that just happened a few moments, going to be about 20 minutes or so. Um, the mm -hmm. Red Sox and manager Alex Cora have decided to part ways uh, just after two seasons. Um, this is uh, coming for stemming from two sign-stealing allegations or schemes that he was a part of, possibly went with the uh, Houston Astros. Of course, you know, the Reds, he was a a uh, bench coach with the Astros back in 17 when they won the series. He coached the Red Sox to a championship in 2018. Um, <clears throat> quickly just wanted to get Obed or your guys are maybe thoughts on, you know, what's going on here. If there's any more discipline that's going to come out from this is kind of, kind of, you know, just breaking just this evening. Uh, I mean, it looks like they just parted with the coach. It doesn't look like they parted with the GM. Uh, and, you know, they are pretty detailed in what Alex Cora did as, as part of using video technology to get signs and then send that information to players. But he did not send it in game, uh, such as the trash can banging that uh, was going on with the Astros. I don't know if the punishment fits the crime. Um, it sounds like he just kind of got a little heavy handed with the, with the uh, sign stealing, which apparently my understanding from talking to other people in baseball, that is a thing in baseball. Sign stealing is a thing in baseball. Um, but the trash can bang was a whole nother level. So I don't know if they should have parted ways with him. Uh, it's a sad, sad end to a great story that they've had there in Boston, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like you said, it is what it is. Let's just, now let's just get right into it. Um, a couple of, uh, I guess, <clears throat> Out of the box, a couple of things I wanted to talk about this week here on the on what's the word entertainment. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Conor McGregor. He made a comment in a, in a recent interview, as you know, he's getting prepared for his uh, return to the octagon this weekend against Cowboy Cerrone. He was he mentioned that he would he would be willing to box against Floyd Mayweather once again. And obviously, this is going to be more of a payday type of situation. Just looking to get that you know get that bread. Um, Chris, I want to go. I'll go to you first. Do you think this could actually even happen? Well, I mean, if it involves money and money Mayweather, then yes, it could actually happen. Uh, <laughs> that guy, for as much money as he makes, he spends it even faster. So absolutely. And and Connor's in the same boat. I mean, the, the payday on a rematch here would, I think, go really well for both sides because we forget that even though, obviously, the fight first time ended the way we thought it would with Mayweather obviously winning the decision, outboxing McGregor, there was a couple times, especially late in that second round, where, you know, a few inches to the left, we could have been talking about a different story. So I think this would be a very intriguing uh, rematch. Dave, do you think it's even worth it to them as competitors? Or maybe is it worth it to us as fans to even watch this? Well, I think, like everything, like it comes down to timing. I think the, the timing is off of this. I think if the rematch were to be something, they should have made it a lot sooner. That, that fight happened in August of 2017. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 2020 now. You know, Floyd is a lot older, McGregor's older, and it doesn't have the same sizzle that it had if they had a rematch right away. And actually, Chris was, was right. You know, there was a point in that match where I kind of said to myself, like, oh, you know, don't, don't get cute. 
Floyd, you know, don't, don't, don't get cute. But, you know, I just think the timing is off for it. I think uh, if boxing is looking to resurrect itself, um, they need to, you know, go a different avenue than having a UFC guy, you know, be a main lineup for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I've said it before. Boxing is mis- mi- uh, missing big name heavyweights like we, like we had back in the 90s. Um, Obed, quickly, your thoughts here. Yeah, I, I got to uh, echo Rails' sentiments. I mean, it's it's going to happen because they're businessmen, just like Chris said. Uh, you know, the last fight, Mayweather took home a $100 million guaranteed $275 million total purse. Conor McGregor had a $30 million guaranteed $85 million purse. I think McGregor's just trying to get paid. If Mayweather has spent this money, I don't know what other business ventures he's in. He's, he's been, that is an amazing feat that I would love to be a part of. Um, but there's nothing here of value, just uh, echoing on what Chris said. I mean, what... I don't know if we really care that these two get out. There's no real big names like you're saying, Sherman. Um, it would be money and somebody can pay it. I, I remember watching this fight uh, standing in the parking lot of a place in Mexico uh, when it went down because um, I wasn't going to pay to walk into the spot to watch it. But I got to watch it from outside with my beer and my six pack. Um, Wait, you traveled to Mexico to watch this fight? I- I'm confused. I was, I was I was in Mexico for a bachelor party, but uh, we ended up catching it before we went to a club at this like little bodega. Dude was selling six packs right there out of the corner, uh, and we just stood there and l- sat on a patio and watched it. Uh, okay, at you were point. pushing you were pushing weight down south. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, I don't think we want that on, on, on record, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I'm all for foreign relations, but I got to keep that China on me. You understand? Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, once again, I find us talking about Chris, your your favorite, your favorite, your favorite guy, uh, AB. Act uh, act up to no good once again, dude. I don't know if you guys saw this. He had a he was live streaming the other day, going off on local police and his the mother of his kids, just acting a fool. Dude, what's up with your boy, Chris? Uh, sure, you know. I- I think it's beyond the realm of comprehension uh, in regards to like a normal person and normal behavior. Uh, when that video, you know, is very disturbing that he posted live on his Instagram and Twitter. Once again, you know, his life is for the media and not for his career. But I mean, he would go from one second ranting and raving and and, and degrading the police officers that were, you know, with uh, the mother of his three children. And then the next second, like a, like a coin flip, flip to complimenting them calling them sirs and ma'ams and, and i i mean sir, i think ab has signs of dtc and mental health issues and like i said on a previous show it goes beyond football at this point you know this there, there needs to be a serious intervention to help this uh young man uh still a very young man's life out yeah it's just kind of sad the way his life has turned around Obed, i mean i know we've talked about ab enough i don't even know if you have a comment on this but what are your what's your take here He's the new the new CTE. I, we can move on from this. I it just he doesn't have the right, he doesn't have the right people around him. It's just gonna keep getting worse and worse at this rate. I mean, it's you know it's only gonna be a few more months before he starts, or maybe even days before he starts tweeting again about how he's getting working on his comeback to the NFL. You know, while his pace is still, uh, case is still pending, while he's still on the NFI list, right? Uh, and then there's gonna be another video, some another outburst, or you're gonna watch him cutting vegetables on social media. It's it's. <laughs> This man had literally is where, and it's sad because it's mental illness. We're watching it happen, and we're acting like, oh, shout out mental illness, right? Like, <laughs> they could just look at this. This is how these things, uh, you know, come out to fruition, right? Like, this is how they start to, to show themselves. But you know, it, it, it hopefully it has a better end than than the current we've seen. 
Uh, Dave, quickly, any any thoughts on your on AB going going wild again? Hey man, this is way beyond my pay grade. You know, at, at some point, you know, we as even on our level, you got to stop feeding the beast. You know, sometimes we maybe have to you know turn away and stop giving him the platform to be able to right you know right. put himself out there and just kind of right. mind his own business because if we did, he wouldn't be doing it. I feel you. I feel you. And let me ask you this, guys. You know, you you go say you're driving along a highway. And you see an accident, a very horrific accident. Do you mm-hmm. slow down or do you keep the pace going? Well, that depends on who you are. It's like a fight or flight thing. Yeah. You know, some people I are know. built to go see a bloody, gory situation. Other people no. are built to go pull people out and not have traumatic experiences after it. I'm with you. I'm just using that analogy because it's funny because we all know what happened. It's an accident. Move on, right? But you can't help but to stop and look. So it's kind of the same thing, in my opinion. And it's, and it's a very sad thing. Yeah. Um. I know someone, some in some lighter news. I don't know if you saw a uh, former NFL receiver Chad Ochocinco Johnson is trying out at with the XFL as a kicker, which is kind of funny. I remember back in the day he kicked an extra point when he was with the Bengals at one point. There was a video of him kicking like a 60-yard field goal. Uh, Obed, just quickly here, and then we can move on. <clears throat> Do you think this is an actual possibility for him? We're talking about Linda McMahon, the current uh, SBA chair of the United States government. Um, uh, Husbands venture. And listen, I'm not going to these D.C. Defenders games unless I'm going to see The Rock or Stone Cold or something. Don't don't have to ask me. Uh, Sorry, America. Yes, Chad Johnson could absolutely try out as a kicker and be a kicker in this league. Does he want to take these hits? I don't know. Um, He he kicked a field goal against – or excuse me, he kicked an extra point against the Patriots in 2009. It's not Mm -hmm. out of the question that he could come out here and do this. Uh, Would he look successful in all the time? That kick kind of sailed a little bit and cut back if you watch the video. But uh, Mm -hmm. listen, it's the XFL, man. They're going to be having their one, two, three-point tries, a one-foot touch touch for a – Reception. Reception. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yes, he could absolutely do it. <laughs> all right. All right. I got you. We'll we'll keep we'll keep it rolling, folks. Uh, wanted to of course talk talk about college football. As we all know, last night Here was the college football playoff national championship game between LSU and Clemson. Of course, as we saw, LSU did come out with that victory over the over the Tigers. Well, Tigers versus Tigers here, but LSU won 42 to 25 in dominating fashion. Joe Burrow was lighting it up. Man, I got to tell you, this was definitely a performance for the ages for this squad. Um, they were just rolling. Burrow was doing his thing. Almost 500 yards, five touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Um, I'll, uh, Dave, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts so quickly just on the game and, you know, kind of what you thought of the matchup itself. Well, it was, I mean, it was a good game in the first quarter. You know, you could definitely tell the team both deserved to be there. Um, you know, I, I thought coming into the game, to be honest, I thought that Trevor Lawrence and Clemson was going to pull it out just because he's a once-in-a-generation kind of a talent that can do that. Um, but, you know, we're dealing with LSU. Uh, LSU had a great year this year. Um, Joe Burrow, um, obviously everybody's going to be on the train right now, you know, uh, had an outstanding year, definitely one of the best single years that we've seen. Um, but you know, I I would be a little bit hesitant in drafting him number one overall, but in terms of last night, what he did in this past year, definitely, uh, can't be questioned in regards to one of the greater uh, moments in college football history. Chris, go to you quickly. <clears throat> Your thoughts on the game and really what 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 happened with Trevor Lawrence? Why wasn't we he having a typical Trevor Lawrence game as we've expected him to have? I mean, actually, Sherman, I thought 
uh, times throughout the first and into the second quarter, he was the Trevor Lawrence. You know, LSU just their defense kind of became um, all inclusive on him, and really, you know, we're throwing different blitz packages on him from all different angles, throwing him things he hasn't seen, and that strength of schedule, you know, that uh, Clemson really did not have during the regular season, you know, kind of alluded to what happened in this game. So, I, I mean, absolutely, I think Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, like we said, is a once in a generational talent. And we're forgetting he's still young. He's only a true sophomore. So he's going to learn and grow from this. And he's been in two national championships. And this was his first loss in two years. So I have no worries about him rebounding next year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I agree. But there was a lot of, as the game went on, there was a lot of overthrows. I think there was about 10 or, 10 or 10 to 12 overthrows. He's just missing targets. That's why I say he didn't have a typical Trevor Lawrence game. I mean, he still threw for over 200 yards, but, you know, it was 18 of 37. So, I mean, um, just really couldn't really just get it going, like, as like a Joe Burrow. Like I said, Joe Burrow, like I said, almost 500 yards. Shamar Chase, nine catches, 221, putting that DB throughout to shame. Oh, my goodness. You know, Obed. They got uh, away from ETN, though, too. You're right. You're right. They did. But he had had 15 carries, so I thought that was sufficient enough. Um, Obed, your thoughts on the game quickly here and, um, you know, what you're you're kind of thinking about possibly as far as Joe Burrow going even number one. Um, so as far as the game, I think it was, it was a great game. It was a great game. You know, uh, there's a lot of bad, uh, well, LSU started with a lot of bad field position, you know, on the two, on the three, on consecutive drives, couldn't really get it going. Uh, the referee kind of stepped in, made a couple of decisions there. One, I, I can't remember, some players put his hand down to keep his balance out of bounds. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you, what are you doing? How, how mm-hmm. can you let this, let this stand? Uh, at any rate, um, I do agree that Trevor Lawrence did not show up to this game. 18 to 37, 234, no touchdowns. He did have that touchdown run. They did go away from Travis Etienne, but I don't think you can have Travis Etienne if you're not getting any Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, again, to me, I, while they did perform very well with a game plan that was more running on the ground and throwing to Travis Etienne to beat Ohio State, that didn't work against LSU. They <laughs> To, to to their credit, I just don't think they have come against an offense like LSU's all year long off of a weak schedule. I think they could come out here and just do whatever they want. I don't have any faith in the ability of uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'll be the first one to say it. I'm not going to say he's a bust. I don't know what he's going to do at the next level. But I don't I don't see enough there for me to think that what he's doing is special. Right. It's it's really? like the next. It's like My the next. Man, Tebow. Yo, this man, guy you is yesterday was his first loss. That to me means nothing, man. All these guys have records like that. No, right? didn't, no, 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 no. He didn't Bama last Murray. year on the strength of his arm. Didn't Kyler Murray just have like his first loss or something in the NFL? Like he hadn't no, lost no, X no, number no. here. That no, Trevor Lawrence is the it. Now what he turns into the what he turns into the league, we don't <laughs> know. But in terms of what he's okay. doing in college is unbelievable, man. To just have your first loss in college against a team like LSU that's that's no shame in that I didn't say there's any shame in it I just don't see what people are excited about and he he brought it to a game off of a week schedule and didn't put it together the way that he just needed to start making plays he did he needed to start when you're a repeat champion every game people are circling you it's not easy ask any coach that's coach a championship team. The hardest team to coach is the repeating championship team. This the is what uh, they uh, still uh, maintained a good year and they didn't slip up at any point in this year up until yesterday. There's no shame in it. 
That's what Alabama was dealing with last year. I, I get that. I understand that. I still just I, – I think what happened was what was supposed to happen. LSU pulled out the W. Uh, I don't think Clemson had it going, you know, from, from jump uh, two weeks ago. I felt like they could have played a lot stronger against Ohio State, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Now, as far as number one, I think he could be the savior of Ohio. He's a kid who would actually want to go and play for the Bengals because he's from Ohio, right? Send right. him home. Let's, let's let's do for him what you know, Cleveland Cavs need to do for uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Send him back to to Portland. Buyer beware. And I'm not. He, there's there's so much to like about the kid. Good dude. The first question I would ask as a GM, and I think it's a fair question to ask, is: Listen, you've played in college for five years. You have a body of work. We have film to work with. The first question I would ask is: What happened at Ohio State? Why didn't you win? Hold on. Why didn't you beat out Haskins? Why didn't you beat out the other quarterback? And the follow-up question is that, what worked at LSU and when did it click? I think those are two fair questions to ask because, like I said, he got beat out by two guys who probably won't be great NFL quarterbacks. What kind of when style of football do they play at college level, though? What kind of, what kind of, what kind of, he's a one, no, he's a we're talking year about player two right now. Programs. We're talking about the two elite programs in the country. They wanted Ohio a running State quarterback. They want a running no, quarterback. I, I get that, but how do you, how do you, Yo, what, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he, quarterback Haskins is not a running quarterback. He, you know, he, I'll, I'll agree with you, Dave, there. He's not typically known as a running quarterback. People look at him and automatically assume he is, but he is But that's he really the question I'm asking. When you're talking about somebody who's the number one potential overall draft pick, right? if you've been beaten out by multiple people, mm-hmm. is it – do you feel comfortable in this system or was there something going on in your life? If I'm talking about I'm a GM and I'm signing you number one overall, mm-hmm. I would have a little bit of a buyer beware with him now. I would feel more comfortable with Tua if the injuries come back that he's clean. Bigger that's body of work, SEC. Oh, it's yeah. like injuries. That injury that's is tough. That, that that's injury on his parents. He, his parents messed up on that one. He should have had an insurance policy, and he shouldn't have been allowed to play in those games. But that's a whole other story. Right, right. I mean, the injuries will come out, will come up, obviously, and that's going to hurt his draft stock, of course. He'll I think be we fine. All... He's not going anything less than ten, five or ten. He'll, I think he'll go. He, he still has a chance to go first round for sure. Um, Chris, I, I wanted to ask you, Chris, really quick. Do you think this LSU team is one of the greatest teams of all time, if not the greatest team in college football history? Hell no. I think I think they had one of the greatest individual seasons of all time. Um, a very magical story. But I mean, if you're talking about the all-time great teams, you've got to look at the 04 Trojans with two Heisman Trophy winners on that team with Matt Liner, Reggie Bush. Mike Williams at receiver. Lendell White is a backup running back. You had Clay Matthews at uh, linebacker. And then, really, Ains, are you kidding me? They had six pro bowlers, eventually, from that team. And then, without a doubt, the greatest team in college football is the 95 Nebraska Cornhouse. Guys, after coming off a 94 season where they were unbeaten, they averaged 50 points a game. They were beating teams by 39 points that year. And when they finally beat Florida in the national championship, they beat 62 to 24 at 27 future Pro Bowl. That's the great. Right, right. No, I feel you. No, man. It's just it's Miami just, to you. I mean, no, no, Nebraska <laughs> had a phenomenal year, but yeah, I still look at Miami as one of that 01 team. Chris, as you mentioned, is one of the greatest teams of all time, if not the greatest. Dude, 
Dorsey was screaming. I mean, they, look at the weapon there. Uh, Andre McGahey, Andre Johnson. Sean you had Taylor Ed Reed. Sean Taylor. Ed Reed. He was waiting <laughs> behind Ed Reed. Yeah, this uh, Andre I mean, Johnson. Dude, it was the list. I mean, we can just keep going on that. Oh, <laughs> that It was insane. That O one team was absolutely insane. Devin Hester. Yeah, it's just one of those things that it was absolutely incredible. In the words of Joey Gladstone, cut it out. <laughs> he said Joey Gladstone. Out. America, we um, don't pay him for this. We get this for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was gonna say, guys, did you guys see this other story that broke out today? So sorry, stepping away from the game here really quick. That uh Penn State's facing some possible charges for some hazing incidents. Uh, according to a former player, Chris, I don't know if you got to see see this real quick. I wanted to get your reaction first. Yeah, you know what, Sherman? There's there's nothing that I have reported no uh, police reports filed by uh, hey, hey, Chris, you know what? Hey, I'm going to come back to you one second, sir. Your phone's cutting in and out there. Let me come back to you in just one second. Oh, Bed, let me get your thoughts here on uh, what's going on here at Penn State, this latest news. Um, so I'm absolutely unaware of this. This is this is news to me. Um, I Let me give me two seconds to ask the Google's machine. So, so it turns out that there's a former player that's been accusing James Franklin and finally filed a lawsuit against the university due to some hazing that he suffered while he was on the team. Apparently, the basically other players bullying him and things like that. Well, even a little bit more, a little more so than normal. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, you know, they were kind of forcing him down, tying him down, doing some inappropriate things and saying things like, you know, quote, unquote, they were going to possibly Sandusky him, you know, kind of definitely inappropriate. Um, it's not funny. <laughs> not, it's not, not funny. Not so, it's not Right. I'm going to hell. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little much. My goodness, it sounds like the program, right? Like, is this a, a 90s football movie? What is some of this stuff? The alleged physical and sexual acts included simulated intercourse, placing genitals on the face of underclassmen and restraining players while they were in the lost sequence. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, man, that's funny stuff. Mm. Mm. See, unfortunately, unfortunately, the problem is, Sherman, Penn State doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, unfortunately, situations that they went through with the whole Sandusky scandal. So anytime something like that even comes closely associated with the university, you know, people aren't going to give them that benefit of the doubt because Which is unfortunate. Th- yeah, no, but it, 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 it's a reality. When you have a whole academic institution in on what was going on, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that long ago. You know? We're not talking about that long ago. Right, right, right. Chris, Chris, so, let me... No, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dave. Chris, let me go back to you quickly here. I don't know if you got to read the entire article that came out and really what your thoughts are on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, two, two different things though, compared to comparatively to what happened with the Sandusky thing. And I think, you know, honestly, the, in the in the in the article here, to even mention Sandusky in the article, and I don't even know if it was an actual verbatim quote, but to use it just seems like bad reporting to me because I think they're two completely separate, different situations. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think this will end up completely washing over. There won't even any be any type of NCAA by, violation because it's got to go to uh, a civil law lawsuit case first and actually go to trial before anything would actually happen to James Franklin or the coaching staff. 
Okay, gotcha, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's completely two completely separate instances. Don't want to even try to compare the two things together. Obviously, yeah. one is way more serious than the other, of course, as we both, I'm sure we would all agree, but just thought it was interesting that something else is coming about now and it's just continuously kind of happening. So, but I digress. Let's move on to the NFL. Um, quickly, Obed, if you saw the, your, 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 one of your favorite teams, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns finally hired a new coach. Dude, <laughs> uh, uh, Doo-doo Browns, doo-doo yeah. Browns. Dude, <laughs> Dude, the Vikings hired offensive coordinator, well, former offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin Stefanski, the other day. Is he the guy to turn it around, Obed? Um, again, I think they made another boneheaded move of picking a, a guy I don't think who's ready to be a head coach, especially not to take over what would be a boiler plate, uh, excuse me, a boiler, ke- boil- excuse me, powder keg of a situation where you've got uh, somebody who's about to be very highly paid um, in, oh, I'm sorry, are they are they going to keep OBJ? He's already been paid. He's still getting paid off of the contract he got from the Giants. David Gettleman is an idiot. Um, but what is he going to do with this quarterback, a young, brash-headed guy that just can't seem to make it work with all the studs that they have on this offense for him? Uh, I'm sure they'll you know retool the offensive line, get that man some more time, but I, I just don't, I don't think he's the guy. I don't, I don't. You know, I'm 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 at a loss to look at what he's done in the past and think that he's going to come in here and right the ship. I, I I don't know a lot of about Kevin Stefanski, but I never heard the word leader come out of him. I haven't heard uh, a lot of players back this move for him. Um, but you have to take these opportunities when you get them, right? This is we talked about this last week uh, in who is getting the actual opportunities here. I don't know why with the defense you're not looking at Salah, right? Uh, I get that he's still in the playoffs with the 49ers, but this is another open opportunity that could have gone to a minority candidate for a team that I think just needs to have someone who has an actual chip on their shoulder. You know, if you're just going to give it to some guy who's coordinated some offenses with a lot of prime pieces, I don't know that that's going to translate over here as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on the other Browns hire quickly here? I have no comment. I'm just here so I don't get <laughs> 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 I got you. All right. Let's move on. Let's let's recap the uh, divisional round playoff games that happened this past weekend. First up, we had the 49ers rolling past the Vikings for pretty convincingly. I mean, I think we all picked the 49ers kind of to win this game. They won 27 to 10. Um, Dave, man, how about this this uh, 49ers defense just rolling and doing things that we uh, didn't really expect coming into the year? But they're they're definitely going. I mean, do you think the 49ers got a chance to win win it all here? No, absolutely. I mean, it's a byproduct of, you know, not being a great team for so many years. You're able to acquire so many different draft picks, you know, topping yep. it off with, with Boza. That's what the Rams so, did. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, 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 every team has their three or four year window. And right now, if everything clicks, they're, they're, they're going to be going through that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. Do you think, you guys, do you think the San Fran has the best defense in the league? Anyway. Oh, bad. They have oh, the Chris. best defensive front. They definitely have the best defensive front. I think they have the at least the top three, if not the the number two. Uh, Baltimore's got a pretty pretty good defense. Um, they didn't get it done this past weekend. We'll talk about that soon enough. Don't you worry. <laughs> Big trust. We got that. Let's get. But San Fran, I will say, is is probably the best defense left in the playoffs right now, which is going to serve them well if they want to win this whole thing. Best defense in the playoffs right now is Tennessee. It's about being hot at the right time. Baltimore plateaus, and Tennessee is hot. 
All right, well, well, let's let's get into it. Tennessee coming off that stunning victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Man, I didn't see this coming whatsoever. I know I'm sure a lot of people didn't. Dude, this was kind of a thrashing. Dude, Derrick Henry just running the rock. I mean, I got to – first of all, I mean, I'll, I'll go to you, Chris, first off here. Um, but I mean, like I said, I don't know if you saw it coming. I know I didn't. But just looking at just looking at Baltimore as a whole – um, what quickly your thoughts on the game and then Baltimore as a whole? Do you think this offense, the way they're running it, is really sustainable long term? D. Henry, NFL rushing champion, woo, woo, all <laughs> over. Uh, thank you for bringing me my fantasy championship, by the way, D. Henry. Um, but in regards to the Raven Sherman, um, I absolutely think it's a sustainable offense for what they are trying to run and develop it around Lamar Jackson. Um, he just didn't show up the, the, you know, he will be the NFL MVP this year. Uh, he just had his first, you know, I wouldn't even say bad game. He threw for almost 400 yards, rushed for almost for a hundred. I mean, he had a good game. Um, they just didn't make the big plays when they needed to. And like him, Derrick Henry rushed for almost 200 yards. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, but I you mean, know what? I also say that, you know, there was that certain short yardage situations that were extremely questionable, that quarterback sneak. I was like, when has a quarterback sneak went right then north south? Like, yep. yeah. Put him in good positions, you know, in regards to those, you know, key key short yardage situations that could have turned the game. Yeah, uh, oh, bed. I mean, I, I know I didn't see it coming. We talked about it last week. I think you and I both picked Baltimore in this one here. Yeah. Uh, what what really went wrong? Um. Yeah. I mean. What Tennessee is doing right now is what the Patriots have done for years on end is running the ball late in December, early in January and keeping the other team on the sidelines. Now, Lamar would come in. He would get that work. He would do what he could. But, you know, when you're 31 of 59, you probably left a lot of plays, the little inches in the game. When you're averaging 6.2 yards per attempt, come on, guys. That's not sustainable in the NFL. But my question you know, is, why did they even? Why did he even throw it 59 times a game? Because you know, you're playing Ingram from behind. Was and Ingram you're, was injured too. You're, you're playing from behind. You know, well, they should have already from the jump said, okay, Ingram's injured. We need to start leaning on Gus Edwards for all the. Gus Edwards can play this role. All this offense boils down to is what Lamar sees and wants to do. That's and all Gus, it is. And Gus Edwards only had three carries. Right. If you know that Ingram's injured and you Gus Edwards is the, the healthy one, then Gus Edwards needs to get 18 carries if Lamar Jackson is going to get 20. Right. OK, okay. You, you, you came out here with something that, you knew didn't work because the guy had rested since the last game. Sometimes it's about sometimes it's about giving them a look and giving them the illusion and window dressing. It's no different from when Mariota came on that play where Travis Henry, uh, Henry Fair. touched that. Fair. It, 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 it's a but when you're down 14 um, nothing, there's no time for window dressing, especially when you can't, you're not scoring quickly or moving the ball, and they're keeping you on the sideline because they're running the rock. Well, Derrick Henry have been in that position all year. They were usually dominating with time of possession and Lamar Jackson making big plays. They were not in that position all year round. I, I just, you know, they got a 25 year old analytics guy, and that, let me, let me, let's not they get ahead of ourselves here. There's they're, they have a, uh, a very bright future for them, you know, so there's no we're not we're not coming down on them, anything like that. But those Bama's lost like the trash they are. And I'm happy. Mm. <laughs> you, may, you are so mad about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Big trust. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
<laughs> we about that. <laughs> Come see me. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Haters going to hate, as they would say. Uh, I hope all the bad things happen to you and only you. <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, spitting that hot fire like that. Um, the other AFC matchup was looking like a blowout until Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomie Mahomes came alive. The Chiefs came back from being down 24 nothing uh, to come out with their victory over uh, the uh, Houston Texans, 51-31. to Chris, I'll go to you first. Do you think this was more about a, a Texans collapse or just a Chiefs comeback? I saw the greatest meme uh, ever, Sherman, after that game where um, Holmes is looking at Kelsey and says, hey, psst, let's let him score 24 points and then actually try. It'll be yeah. funny. <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, no, honestly, but it, I mean, obviously the Chiefs dynamic offense. And like we were saying, you know, earlier with Titans defense, don't sit on the Chiefs defense. They've been coming out the right time too and been one of the best in the last six weeks in the NFL. But this is all about the Texans collapse. I don't know if you guys all got to see um, uh, head coach Bill O'Brien with a fan um and, and basically you know it seemed like a guy that was unraveling under the pressure and really you know that, that's um that comes down from the top down the culture is affected by whatever your head coach is doing it i see in youth sports all the time with my officiating uh so really i think this is more about the texans not having faith in their coach and their coaching staff and, and just overall them with each other Okay. Uh, I mean, it, I, honestly, I, I was just in shock when I was watching this game. Obed, I mean, it's just, it's just, just Patrick Mahomes just doing Patrick Mahomes things. Uh, this game was a travesty. This is, this is, this is why I'm like, you know, when Chris says, watch out, the Titans are hot. The Titans have had a trash defense all year long. They have lost games that they should have won. They have come out here and stunk it up in games that they should have been competitive in. And the Houston Texans are no different. I'm glad, you know what? I, Hey, I, I'm, I'm not for celebrations on the field when the game is still being decided, right? Something that the Ravens are notorious for doing. Bye-bye. The Texans <laughs> do, uh, celebrating on the field in the middle of the game. Bye-bye. Um, you know, it's a collapse. And, but this is not what I, didn't expect from them. I don't I don't look at the Texans as a quality team on both sides of the ball in all three phases. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are a very beatable team when you look at the kind of missed passes that uh, Patrick Mahomes had. He had uh, Damian Williams in the flat wide open and overthrew him. He was he could have just pranced in waltzed into the end zone these guys these quarterbacks today are making are missing these very easy play plays that they should have but still being involved in games like these where they throw up 51 points right like this is your new college football nfl ladies and gentlemen right like these are these are the games you're going to see when really the cream is not there for on one side of the ball you're gonna get taken advantage of Mm -hmm. uh, Dave, quickly, I'll just get your thoughts. Do you again? I'll same question I asked to Chris. More about the Texas collapse or the Chiefs comeback? Yeah, no, that was a big time collapse. You can't have that big of a lead and uh, have that happen to you. Um, with that being said, you know, to go back to what Obed said just a few seconds ago, you know, it's modern day football, but typically that style of football doesn't win Super Bowls. It'll get you to the point in the playoffs. But if you look at a lot of the organizations that have won Super Bowls, it's typically more the traditional packages in regards to how teams run their offense. It's not the whole spread stuff. And, you know, we're getting this wave of quarterbacks that run that offense into yeah. the league right now. Uh, it's kind of the new the NFL. It's yeah. new. It's foreign because we're not seeing Brady deep anymore. 
We're not seeing a lot of the old heads that we used to. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to solid quarterback play and some solid defense. And typically it's not teams that are in the spread offenses that we see now. Got you, got you. Let's, let's look at the uh, last divisional game that was this weekend, the Packers and the uh, Seahawks. Packers held off another Russell Russell Wilson <clears throat> attempt at another comeback of 28-23. And that we've said it, and I think, Chris, you and I have said, you've said it most, you too, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Uh, Chris, you know, is, is Green Bay really the team to beat in the NFC, or are we looking at a possible, you know, San Francisco thing here? I'm not sure, but... Packers look great, and you know, and, and Aaron Jones didn't have a very good game. He didn't he only ran for sixty-two yards, but Aaron Rodgers was was holding him in there. Chris, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still that bad man when he needs to be. Uh, he's obviously, you know, falling off a little bit uh, this season, um, even leading the season before with his injuries. I mean, really, even in this game, he only threw uh, completed fifty-eight percent of his passes. Uh, two touchdown passes to Devontae Adams, who was an absolute beast in this game. Um, he was the reason, I think, for that win, not really Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, but they're going to face a tough, tough matchup now in, in arguably the best defense up in the game, especially that front four in San Francisco. Um, it's really going to come down to can Aaron Rodgers out to Jimmy G, uh, you know, and, and get that. It's going to be a low scoring game in the next one, but, you know, I, I have full faith the Packers will make it and they need this here's Aaron Rodgers needs at least one more Super Bowl to solidify his place um in the pantheon of the all-time greats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dave uh, your quickly your thoughts on the uh, Seattle Green Bay game from this weekend yeah that, that was a great point that he made uh, in regards to Aaron Rodgers uh, best arm talent I've seen but in terms of that next level absolutely great game um I still think San Francisco is um a better team and I think they'll have an opportunity to prove it next weekend. Okay. All right. Oh, but let's get into our next segment of you right, you mad here. Um, got a couple of things I wanted to see about you guys, uh, throw out to you guys and see what you guys uh, want to want to say, if you agree with me or not. Obed, the first one is for you. You run on you right, you mad. Seahawks can still thrive without a premier running game. Oh, Sherman, you right. Um, I mean, when you obviously you're not getting a whole lot from an aging uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch when he goes 12 for 26 yards, but he got two touchdowns, um, you know, and but for them, it's the least having the menagerie of right the the appearance that we're going to run down your throat when really we're just trying to get you to suck in enough to do the play action and bomb to DK Metcalf and bomb to Tyler Lockett now for I will say with the caveat that uh, uh, Russell Wilson has always looked good in a very condensed game not throwing more than 30 32 times in a game you know and then being able to leverage on some strong running so the last few years that it's been him throwing 40 plus has not looked good for him now can they thrive for the rest of the playoffs obviously not um, could they thrive without it if they want to put more on his plate I have trust that they could put the guys around him and let him just go out there and be a gunslinger and he could get it done but I, I don't know I, I will say for now yes because they're going to have to until they get some healthy running backs got you uh, Chris the next one is for you on here you right you mad Derrick Henry is a top five running back in the league sure you absolutely right I mean, have you seen it? Uh, he, he's ran for almost 200 yards in three straight games. That's never been done. Uh, and he really reminds me of that old school NFL running back, you know, 90s, early 2000s. He's big, 
but he's also got enough moves and fast. Is he the best running back? No. Um, my order would obviously go Christian McCaffrey, number one, the best dual threat in the game right now. Closely followed behind him by the most talented running back I've seen since Barry Sanders and Saquon Barkley. Then you got to throw in Zeke. And then, my opinion, Derrick Henry slides in at that four spot. And then Dalvin Cook. Okay. All right. And Dave, last one is for you here on You Right, You Mad. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Mm. Right this moment, yes. You think so? Why 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 would you agree with me here on you? Well, I mean, we're talking about just from a position situation, not talking about team and everything else that's around him. Right. I mean, his arm talent's off the charts. Um, he's just a new wave of quarterback right now. So his timing is perfect. You know, in the past, you know, people wouldn't have given somebody like him an opportunity because of the system that they came in and things of that nature. So he just came in at the right time again. And Andy Reid, great marriage. Got you. Got you. All right. Let's look at the conference championships that's going to be happening this weekend. The way we can pick our winners. Um, first off, I will throw it over to you, Obed. Um, Titans at the Chiefs. First of all, let me think. Let me ask you, what do you think your, the keys to victory for each team would be? And then if you want to go ahead and pick your winner for the Titans and Chiefs. Oh, man. Um, I the Tennessee Titans travel very well. And what they do, if they're going to run it down your throat 30 times, which let's be honest, is completely unheard of in any game in football. But we've seen teams win that way. I have to give them the nod that they'll play well. Uh, their defense is not the best left in the playoffs. I'm giving that to the Niners. But they'll be good enough to not have the kind of epic collapse that we saw out of uh, uh, out of the Houston, Houston. Texans. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the league. Um, I think they like they do what he is good at, and he looks good doing it. Um, but, you know, he's not getting a lot of help from Miko Hardman. He's not getting a lot of help from some of those other tertiary players. Uh, what? Sammy Watkins. Um, what? Wanna, Sammy Watkins is trash. You just say whatever you want, uh, uh, Dave, but he's, he's, he's trash. Um, so I, I will give this I, I will I will give KC the nod, and I do believe that there's going to be a Kansas City and New York, uh, excuse me, Kansas City and San Francisco uh, Super Bowl coming up. Okay, all right, Dave, I'll I'll go to you. Look at your pick, you pick a winner here, and what what it's going to be a like a key moment or a key key or or In what game again? Recap the t- <laughs> Tennessee at KC. Well, keys to the victory for each team, and who you who you picking to win this one? I'm going to roll with Tennessee because I think Vrabel has come of age as a coach. Um, I think that style of football travels anywhere, that run aggressive. And I truly just think that it's about timing. It's like, you know, the Baltimore Ravens during the regular season, they were the thing. They were hot. They were steamrolling people. But you plateau, and typically it's about you getting hot. Mm -hmm. And right now, this team is hot. Yeah, You're you're right. Um, Chris. Titans and Chiefs, who you got, and um, who's your? What are your keys to victory? And even if you have any impact players for each team, you know, I'm piggybacking exactly off what Dave said um, in regards to when you're hot. You know, this Titans team reminds me a lot of the Giants team when they were the sixth seed, just got hot at the right time, um, had a lot of faith in each other and the coaching staff, and like you said, there's something about they just they seem to really enjoy playing together. 
But you know what? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lost in the AFC Championship game last year. I do not see that happening again this year. So it's going to be a close game, but I have the Chiefs pulling it out. Um, but, you know, the improved D, I think, from the Chiefs over the last month or so is what's going to end up uh, being the key factor. And they're actually going to get a key uh, uh, t- tur- turnover against my boy, Derrick Henry. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I just have a gut feeling. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty much going to go with everyone here. Um, I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to be winning this one. I want to say Chiefs probably pull this one out 27 to 20. Um, I think Derek, they're going to be feeding Derek Henry. Patrick Mahomes is going to have, have a, another great game as well, too. But I'm going to definitely say the Chiefs pull this one out. Looking at the Green Bay and San Francisco game, we've kind of touched on a few points already with um, with those San Fran's San Fran, that dynamic defense. Man, I'm I'm going to go with Green Bay just because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he's going to get the ball out quick. He's going to feed Devontae Adams as well. Um, that's the thing about Aaron. He can he can get the ball out really quick. You know his time where he he doesn't stand in the pocket too too long. Um, he's the, the Bosa is going to be coming after him. You know pretty often and frequently. They're going to be rushing. They're going to be rushing. That Dave mentioned before they probably have the best uh, defensive front in the game. So that's going to be the key to slowing you know slow that defensive front down. Let Aaron Rodgers do what he can. And I, I think Green Bay will pull this one out. Um, he's going to go off. So um, I'm saying it's Green Bay and Casey in the, in the for the championship. Um, Obed. Green Bay at San Fran, who you got, and what are the keys to victory? So if you look back at the Seahawks versus the Packers game, uh, what I think came down to it was a blown coverage that gave Devontae Adams his first touchdown. Uh, I don't expect the Richard Sherman traveling with Devontae Adams to give up a blown coverage and just allow Devontae Adams to waltz into the end zone like that. So know that there will be a better secondary there if there is no uh, – yeah, there is no, um, uh, uh, you know, poor secondary coverage. It has to go underneath. Is that front four going to let Aaron Jones come out here and do what he wants to do? I understand that Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers are both Cali boys. are going to come and play their hearts out. But the, the Niners are about to have a candlestick rocking, and they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I, I will say it'll be 27 to 20 San Francisco. Okay, Dave, Green Bay at San Fran, who you got and what's going to be an impact player on each team? I'm going to go with San Francisco, and I'm going to roll with Mr. Bosa, one of the most technically sound ends that I've seen. Um, And I think he's going to cause problems for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, all right. Chris, your your thoughts on this game here? Who do you who you got and what are the keys to victory? Sure. Who do you think I got? I got that bad man. This this is a statement game for Aaron Rodgers in his career. He needs this game more, now more than ever. I think he's the key to victory. He's going to make that play, that unbelievable play that only he and possibly Patrick Mahomes uh, from an arm talent standpoint can make. Um, but on the defensive side, I think if San Fran does pull it out, I'm actually looking at D Ford. He's been coming on solid over the last few weeks. I think he could have a huge impact in this game if he gets to Aaron Rodgers. But I think the Packers are going to pull this out at Candlestick Park, and it's going to be 23 to 21. Mm, cold. You got a close one here. Okay. I mean, dude, this game, I feel like it can go either way just because of San Fran's D. But, again, I'm just betting if I have to bet. On on one person in the playoffs, it's who's in this right now. I you can't go too far from away from Aaron Rodgers just because, like you said, he's that bad man. This is what he does. So I think 
Dave said it, Chris, you said it before too. He needs that one more championship just to solidify his legacy, solidify his career as one of the great, great all-time goal-time quarterbacks of, you know, in this league. But uh, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. I want to thank my guests for joining as well. Obed, um, my partner in crime, uh, doing it uh, up once again. Uh, Dave, any last words for the people? No, man, just want to say thank you. Happy New Year to everybody and look forward to uh, making my appearances here and there, man. Enjoy your day and your evening. Appreciate it, sir. Chris, going over you real quick. Any uh, last words for the people here on What's the Word Entertainment? Oh, Sherman, hold on. I'm so sorry. Oh, Luke Keekly yep. just announced his retirement. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what? what? Breaking news on some Adam Sheffner stuff. Wow, wow. yep. This is coming at us live, folks. Wow, just a minute ago, Panthers linebacker Luke Keekly announced his retirement at age 28 after eight seasons in the NFL. Wow. Great those, 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 those concussions, man. They add up, man, those concussions. He made his money. Wow, that brings some breaking news right here live. I wonder what's the word entertainment, folks. Um, I mean, I don't really know how I can follow that. So thanks, Dave. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it is it is my birthday today. So for all you fans out there, if you want to get at me, I you know I'm at. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, much love and I appreciate being on. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Oh, Bed, any final words? You know what? Enjoy the time that you've got when you have it. You know, the, looking at Luke Keekley saying goodbye at 28, uh, Rob Gronkowski saying goodbye at 30, the uh, Niners player saying goodbye at 25. Uh, this game is not for the faint of heart. And while they say, hey, Keekley played eight years, Keekley's played football his entire life. So, you know, glad that he had opportunity to get paid for for eight of those years. Um, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, I thank you guys once again for joining. Um, folks, don't forget to check us out on soundcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment and on Twitter at the WWENT. From my guests, Chris and Dave, and my co-host, Obed, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.